Think you need to compromise who you are to advance your career as a black or brown woman? Think again. Because there's a playbook for corporate America and those aren't the rules. But you won't find it in college or on the job. I know, because I learned the hard way. And now I'm here to show you how the game is played. Hi, I'm Linda Talaferro, the Vice President of Quality at a global technology company and founder of The Tea, The Extra Effort, where I help black and brown women like you change the trajectory of their career with one-on-one coaching, workshops, and this podcast, Being Brown at Work. If you want to know how black and brown women are navigating everything from microaggressions to being the only person of color in the room so they can blaze their trail through corporate America, listen now. Greetings, greetings, everyone. It is Linda Talaferro. And yes, of course, you know, because you follow me, you watch these lives, either live or on the replay. So you know what I'm going to say. It is my favorite time of the week. Favorite time of the week because it's being brought at work live. And for those of you that are new, Linda Talaferro from the Tea the Extra Effort. And yes, this is being brought at work live where I come on every first and third Tuesday live to share with you some inspiration, motivation, and also just really openly talk about challenges that we as Black and Brown women face in the workplace. And I am always honored to have these fantastic women as guests. And today I get the extreme honor to have one of my clients actually say yes and uh, become a guest on this session. This beautiful woman you're gonna see here, this is gonna be a great conversation. So you wanna get your pen and paper, you're, make sure you take a lot of notes because she's gonna share some gems specifically around her experience and working with me. A lot of you ask that question, you'll send me an email, you'll send me a DM, and it's hard for me to, to respond in an email what the experience is like. And frankly, I really don't want you to hear it from me. I want you to hear it from people like Cece Grant, who uh, walked this journey with me. We actually were engaged for a couple of years. So that's why I decided to reach out to her and have her as a guest. So Cece, welcome to Brian Brown at Work Live. Thank you, Linda. I'm excited and happy to be here. Oh, it is such, it's such, it's such an honor for me. So let's open it up, Cece. Usually, you know, I have guests and I read bios, but I didn't want to do that for you. I want you to introduce yourself to the audience. So tell them a little bit about yourself. Okay. So I'm Cece Grant. I am uh, an HR professional, have been working in the field for nearly 10 years now. Um, Like Linda said, I've worked with her for a, a couple of engagements over the last two years that have been really beneficial Um, Throughout my career, I've worked in a a number of industries and sectors from, uh, wow, from media to higher education to um, the airline industry. It's been uh, just a a bevy of different industries and sectors, but HR is my passion. It's my love. It's what I'm currently doing and have been doing for a while. And uh, during my engagements with Linda, that is the, uh, the industry and sector that I was in. Yes, yes. Well, thank you, Cece. Yeah. I mean, just depth and breadth of experience and human resources. So, Cece, you know, a lot of people uh, that I come across really struggle trying to determine 
ah, do I really need an executive coach? I don't think so. You know, I'm just dealing with some microaggression here and there, or, you know, I might have a confidence issue, but, you know, I'll fix that. Or I seem to be, you know, just stuck. It's just been a couple of years, though, three, five years. I'm sure I'll get unstuck. You know, they're not really, they don't get it, right? They don't know that working with someone like myself would be beneficial. What made you decide? Was there something that happened? Was there an incident or was it a process? What made you decide that, yes, this is time I need an ex- an executive coach? Um, I, I think it was all of those things that you mentioned. You, and, you know, being a Black woman at work, naturally, I'm going to experience microaggressions. And I had experienced that throughout my career. Um, I was kind of, even though I was in a, a new role in a new company, Probably, I think maybe at the six month or close to a year mark when we first engaged, I wasn't feeling stuck, but I wasn't feeling like I was propelling my career in the ways mm. that I, I should have been at that point and at that level. And I just, I never, unfortunately, I never felt like I got the support or the mentorship throughout my career that I really needed and could have used to navigate my trajectory a bit better. It was always just me figuring it out on my own. And and I was just at the point where I'm like, I need some help. I need some additional assistance. And I wanted to look for an executive coach or a leadership coach. And so I just started that process and it it led me to you. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm so glad you shared that because not every time do we actually have a specific incident, right? Or Uh, just one of the things that I mentioned that are occurring. It's usually a mirage of those, right? But but, But fundamentally, there is this inner feeling that we're just not getting where we know we can be or where we should be. And then we're not clear about the way to get there. Right. And and why we haven't been able to accomplish that. So when you so when you decided, OK, look, I know I need some external help. I need an, an external voice. Maybe I need a different or fresher perspective, uh, some other methodologies. Uh, what was your process? Because I know I mean, I know what it was because I was part of the process. <laughs> yes. You were no joke by, 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 by no means. And I respected yeah. it and was honored when I was chosen. But what was your process? How did you go about deciding to to choose me and to work with me can you share with uh with our audience yeah you know my experience uh is is probably similar to most black and brown women being the only or being one of a few or a couple in the room and um trying to to make those connections with people that look like you and people that don't look like you some of them being successful some of them not being successful and for me it was them being successful, but them not being as long-term as I wanted. So the maintenance mm. of the relationship, and I was trying to understand if that was an issue with me or if it was an issue with the other party. And so a lot of the times when I had mentorship and coaching, it didn't come from women that physically looked like me. It came from white women. And their experience is very different from mine. So a lot of the things that they were telling me to do didn't necessarily work for me, even though it had moved mountains for them. And so I knew that when I was looking for someone else to guide me on this path, I wanted someone that looked like me, someone that had probably had a shared experience or a same lived experience as me, someone that could help me navigate those waters and and learn how to play the game, as people usually say, because I don't think that I'm always really good at it. (laughs) And so it was very important for me to find a Black woman Mm. 
to mm-hmm. do that. And I did extensive research <laughs> in that process. I mean, Google helped a lot. I, you know, I asked people and I interviewed with probably five coaches and you were one of them. But uh, meeting with you, there was just this this intangible feeling, indescribable feeling when I met with you that I was like, this is my person. And I think if you remember correctly, Linda, like I cried in that session with you and I'm not a very vulnerable person. And so for me to do that in that session with you, that was the connection that was like, okay, this is the person that I want to engage with. And then after our call, you asked if I wanted to speak to someone that you were currently working with. And none of the other people that I had interviewed Mm. had asked that. And I was like, wow, she offered. I didn't have to ask her. And so, you know, I willingly accepted and I spoke to someone you were working with. And everything that she said about you just resonated (laughs) with the feeling that I already had. And so Mm. I I was ready to pull the trigger after that conversation. Mm, it's an honor. I, I I remember the process and highly respected it. Monifa is is joining with us live on LinkedIn, and she says, "Yes, I need a career coach. Would love to work with you, Monifa. So send me a Do message. It. We could could girl. <laughs> send me a message. We can we can have a conversation. So you know that's what I really respected about your process, Cece, because what it spoke to me was your intentionality." around shifting your career trajectory. You took this seriously. I mean, this was not just something that you said, okay, I'm going to dedicate some time to, and we're going to get into this next part because your company paid, uh, you know, supported you in that because you had a boss that that believed in you and your capabilities and, and to do that and senior leadership did as well. But, you, you know, and some people could get that financial assistance uh, or even invest themselves. I've seen it. And then just not be intentional. But that's what I knew when I was in that interview process. And you were very open. You were very open about, look, Linda, I'm, look, I'm talking to several coaches and I'll make a decision. I knew then I was like, hey, this is not something I'm somebody I'm going to have to drag to every session. This is not somebody I'm going to have to know that you were all in because you did the work up front to make the selection. And it was an honor for me. So, so Cece, as before we dig into, you know, talking about uh, and I'd love for Monifa and other people that are listening uh, to get, you know, some real life lived examples of engaging with me and how it benefited you. Before we get there, though, let's talk a little bit about how you got the support from your company to sponsor uh, the engagement and for me to coach you. So what was that process like for you? Um, it, w- it was really me. I like, so when I started with you, like I said, I had been with my company probably less than a year at that point. So it really um, took me looking around the room, you know, learning the company, learning the organization, seeing how they were investing in other people. And I noticed that they were mm-hmm. investing coaches in other people who had not asked, who didn't want them, but they felt uh-huh. they needed them. And so that was really the, the spin on how I presented it is like, listen, I'm a new hire here. I'm, I'm approaching a year. I'm enjoying my time. I want to grow as a professional and I want to grow as a leader within this organization, but I feel like I need some help. And I don't think that I will necessarily get the help that I'm specifically looking for from any of the leaders here. And so I would like an executive coach. And I see that you have invested an executive coach for XYZ person. I also see how well that is not going. And so I want you to know that if you make this investment in me, 
that I'm taking it seriously. It is a commitment for me. And you can't be involved in the process. I want you to be involved in the process. And so I kind of pitched it that way. Uh, I think I put together by requirement, like an email or one sheet of what I wanted. And my boss at the time was very supportive of it. I think shared it with our CEO and he was supportive of it. And they met with you and they were like, okay, this is fine. We see how it's going to work, how we're going to be involved in the process, what's required of her. And we support it. And they thankfully put their money where their mouth was. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they did. Yes, they did. For to extend the engagement as well. And what was, you know, for me, what was, also beneficial in that and how you went about that, CC, is that, yes, I did meet with your manager and we agreed upon, you know, the way forward. And, you know, he, yes, he gave you the green light. Uh, and in addition, you know, we had those checks along the way that usually is how it works with company sponsored coaching is that, you know, the manager is involved and engaged, but we, I do not share any of the coaching sessions, any of the content, anything. It's up to you as, as the coach, if you decide to share that with them. My connection with the manager is just, hey, are we, uh, you know, uh, reaching the goals that you see or do you see shift in the direction that you believed or was beneficial? And just to make sure they're engaged and they continue to support and in your situation, he was continu- as long as he was with the company, he was definitely engaged. He supported you, saw, always gave positive feedback on the progress that you were making. So just wanted to make sure that, you know, Monifa or anyone else that might be listening, whether, you know, if your company's sponsoring you or even if they don't, that this type of process, it, it, there's intentionality and, and methodology around it. It is just not this fly by night kind of engagement. It really has context. And so with that, let's talk about, you know, let's give a little bit more detail um, as regarding your experiences, starting with me. Um, And then as we went along, maybe you can share some specific uh, pieces, you know, that resonated with you. And remember, I'm going to open with one. And then if you could then jump in and share some others and how it's even benefited you now, because your career continues to grow. So proud of you. Uh, It continues to grow. (laughs) Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And I absolutely love it. But I remember initially, I mean, you know, Cece loved her to death. You know, I love all my clients and all of my clients, black and brown women. We we just we're just not trying to share. We just we're not opening up. We not. Ain't nobody's business where I went on vacation. Ain't nobody's business. Remember those conversations? Yeah. You know, what? I, what, what? They know my name is CC Grant. That's all they need to know. <laughs> Remember those conversations? I'm a little when, embarrassed right now, Linda. <laughs> when we were talking about the importance of just, you know, establishing who you, who you are in the organization and people establishing a level of comfort. And building a re- and building those relationships that turn into advocators, supporters, and potentially even sponsors. So share a little bit about that in the beginning, CC, for you, if you don't mind. Yeah, that was very early on in our yes. engagement. Um, and you know, like I said previously, I'm not very vulnerable, especially with people that I don't know, and not even all that often with the people that I do know and love. So. In that conversation with you is where I realized that I was not letting a lot of the people in my work life into my personal life, which they so much wanted to be. 
And I probably wasn't doing that because I didn't know how to do that in a way that was comfortable for me to just give them enough to be intrigued or interested or to know a bit more about me as a person outside of work. And so through conversations with you, you helped me understand, okay, like when they ask, how was your weekend? And you said, I went to the beach. What else did you say? Nothing. I went to the beach. I went to the beach. That's all you need to know is I went to the beach. And you would look at me like, yeah, you got to give a little more than that. Oh, I went to the beach. Oh, we had a picnic. We had such good music. Oh, we sat next to this family and did this. Or the ride back was so long. Or I saw something interesting. You know, share little tidbits that aren't necessarily very personal, but something that is engaging, continues the conversation and makes the other person feel like they're engaging with me on a level that is not just professional. Exactly. And it's not just surface and allows them to get to know a little bit more of who you are as a person and establishes a comfort level. It just brings that wall down, right? Because we're in environment. We're going to work with each other. We're going to be in teams. Most of the initiatives we work on, people want to feel comfortable with the person they're sitting next to or with the person they have to constantly engage. And it doesn't take you sharing your deepest, darkest secrets in order to establish that level of comfort or to build the relationship. And you heard me say this often, who we are personally is who we are professionally. So Mm -hmm. the fact that you aren't very vulnerable with people that you know and love, you clearly are not going to be open and vulnerable with people you see from nine to five. Right. Right. Spend a whole lot of time with those individuals. And nine times out of 10, some of them are going to have a voice or impact in your career or in your position. Right. Yeah. So, yes. Yes. And that helped you open up to me as well. (laughs) Yeah, it did. did. And it it, it helped me to. I guess, reframe my thinking about Mm. who I wanted to open up to. Because I want to be clear, like I make friends at work. Every job I went to, I always left with a friend that is probably now one of my best and closest friends. It just seemed uh, like to me sometimes a bit overwhelming when the people that Mm. didn't look like me Mm -hmm. always wanted, They it seemed like they wanted a piece of me. They wanted more than I was willing to give. And it's like, this is my job. This is where I work. And I want to create create some kind of boundaries. And so you helped me understand more or less what those boundaries could look like and feel like for me. And so that was truly helpful. Yes. Yes. I love, I'm glad you said that Cece reframing it because that's exactly what we did, right? We didn't change you as a person. We just reframed your thought process around that, that ended up being beneficial for you as you executed and showed up in the workplace. All right. So share with me, share with our audience here, uh, another, the next thing or anything else that you, that comes to mind immediately about our engagement and the impact that it had. Um, so, yeah, so I think when you're working with Linda, and this is like to the people that are listening and considering her as a coach, I'm, emphatically a fan, just do it, like literally. But if you need some understanding, Linda has a a program. And I think that was the other thing too, Linda, that helped me choose you. It was you Mm. and another Black woman, and you both had like really solid programs of what you wanted to walk your clients through. And they they could be customizable to their own experiences or the learnings that they wanted. But I found that to be um, exemplary. 
that it, mm. it wasn't just you were going to take my money and guide me by happenstance. You had something solid and concrete. And so with the program with Linda in the beginning, she's really trying to understand who you are, what your career and professional journey has looked like and helps you try and create some understanding around that as well to understand what more do you want from this opportunity that you have with her. And so mm-hmm. there was a um, a list of questions that she had and it was really like a reflection on past and present. And it asked me things like, um, like when you develop relationships, like how do you maintain those relationships or what has that looked like for you in the past? Um, like if you had a, a, a work project and you felt it was really good and then you got negative feedback on it, like how did you assess that and how did you move forward with that? It was just a, a series of questions, probably 10, which doesn't seem like a lot, but I was so invested in answering those Mm. questions, honestly, because I knew that those questions were going to help me dig deeper into who I was and what it is that I really wanted from um, work with Linda. And I was extremely honest. And after I submitted it to her, we talked about it. I started to reflect on it and really start to think, well, maybe in this situation where I gave an example, because every question required an example, where I gave an example, I could have done a bit more on my part, mm. or it was maybe, you know what? No, I, I did everything I needed to do. That mm-hmm. other person could have done more and they didn't. So what does that look like for me moving forward? The intentionality piece. Yeah. How do I want to show up? How intentional do I want to be with other people and like yes. share that intention with them as well? And so the thing that I think I really got from working with you, Linda, I might be skipping ahead. I'm not sure what your no, question no is, no is that you really helped me to understand how to show up as my authentic self, because that was probably the thing that I was struggling with the yeah. most. It's feeling like I had to play the game. And I had to be someone other than who I really was at work. And it was exhausting. I was so tired. Yeah. And I just was like, I just want to show up as Shaniqua. Yeah. Not Cindy Grant. <laughs> like you can call so me. Glad you said it. Yes. But I want to be Shaniqua. Like, and, and I feel like that also was is part of the vulnerability. Yes. Giving more of me, like. When I speak, I throw in a lot of street slang. We're going to spin the block. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And I wanted to be able to share those kind of colloquialisms in the workplace and have people understand that, oh, well, either you're going to like it or you're not. And if you don't like it, that's fine. Exactly. If you mesh with it, that's fine too. But I wanted to be more authentically me at work so that I wouldn't leave work feeling so exhausted from being at work and being someone that I wasn't. Oh my gosh, Cece, Shaniqua. So glad you said <laughs> your name. Um, you know, I'm, that is, I mean, that's everything that you said because that's fundamentally, fundamentally what my goal is every time I work with a black, black or brown woman. And that's why I niched out and focused on us because there aren't, I mean, you said you talked to two out of the five, right? There are not a lot of us out here doing this, reaching back, reaching across and really sharing how you can 
show up authentically as yourself, black or brown woman, natural hair. I know how you wear your hair, various styles. I mean, show up. You are the look audience, just so you know, she's a New Yorker too. So when she throws out some <laughs> of the stuff, right? So, and really show up in the corporate environment as we are authentically. Yeah. And, and, and some of what you shared of how we engage early in the content that I put together, that's part of my pill back, connect and grow. So if some of you are at my website and you see PCG, what she's talking about is the pill back piece. When we do that reflective look, right? When we look at the past and assess it and really peel it back to see as we're looking back, look at it and see it as it was but then see it as it could have been, right? I mean, and that's part of that 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 I developed that helped me tremendously and I share with my clients. I'm so glad you said it, Cece, because that's really all it's about. You can be, it, it, you can be successful like, like Shanique was been in her career and be authentically you. We, it's just very hard sometimes to figure out how to get there because mm-hmm. the landscape isn't naturally supporting yeah. that. It's not naturally supporting that. Every work environment doesn't support that. And so sometimes figuring out how to navigate that work environment to show up as your authentic self can be an exhausting process. Um, But sometimes you just got to go through it. I'm just a believer that, you know, all of the things that you go through are just leading you to something better, bigger, a, a growing experience. And so even though it's tough and it's hard, and sometimes you just feel like you're never going to see the other side. I'm just like, well, I'm still here. So yes. there's something better waiting for me way ahead in the future. Yes, exactly. And you have accomplished that with the new role you just are in recently. You yeah. you you got there for sure. And to yeah. all that we did together is really paying off and showing up for you. So if we could share one more, I usually wrap it, you know, in 30 minutes or so. Cece, I would love if you could show share one more example, maybe some more around uh, emotional intelligence, maybe, because I, you know, I talk a lot about um, how important that is for us as black and brown women. So could you share something with our audience around your experience and working with me in that area, in that space? Mm-hmm. Yeah, emotional intelligence is um, is huge, especially in the line of work that I'm in, in, in human resources. I'm dealing with people every day, all different kinds of people from all walks of life. And so you have to have a, a high level of emotional intelligence. And, you know, I also have a, a master's degree in negotiation and conflict resolution. And so learning about emotional intelligence was like a core component of my master's degree. And so I came to Linda like, no, I am highly emotional intelligent. <laughs> Like, not to say that I don't need any work there, but I am pretty much better than most of my peers and most of the people I work with. And I still stand by that, but I'm human. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I still stand by that 100%. But I'm human. And, you know, we all succumb to our emotions at some point. And uh, in, in my last role, it was those last few months being in my last position at my last company were extremely challenging. The The work environment was toxic for me. I won't speak for anyone else, but for me, it was toxic. Um, and just trying to figure out how much longer I could stay here and what I needed to do to get out. Yeah. And I had uh, gotten a new manager. And from the onset, we just, we did not mesh at all. And there was just 
so much interaction with this person that just didn't feel good to me at all. And it, it almost, it, yeah. it just, it was, it was just terrible. And there was just one instance where I had a meeting with my manager and she said something to me and it was a trigger mm-hmm. and it triggered me to share everything that I had experienced at the company prior to her joining with her joining issues. I had with her issues I had with everyone else. And I blew up. I still maintained a a very high level of professionalism, but it was completely unexpected from her, completely unexpected from me. And I was highly emotional, like shaking Mm. emotional that when I left the meeting, I went back to my desk and I text Linda, I need to talk to you today. (laughs) And Linda was like, I'm free now. Do you have time? And I said, yes. And I went into a conference room and I shared with her everything that I did, everything that I said. And she just sat and she listened and she was like, okay, Cece, I understand. Now, what are we going to do? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. I I feel like I just need to quit right now. And she was like, okay, that's fine too, but I'm going to help you figure this out and walk you through it. And so she gave me a couple of suggestions of things I should do and, and how I should move forward. And I said, okay, And I think, let's say it happened on a Thursday. Over the weekend, I thought about the whole thing and the advice that Linda shared with me. And I was like, so embarrassed. I'm like, all this work that I did with this woman and all the stuff we talked about with emotional intelligence and how I should handle myself and and how to be better and move forward in a better manner. And I just blew it all away in one moment because I couldn't control myself. And I remember I reached out to her, I believe on a weekend and like sent her an email or a text. I was like, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so ashamed. And she immediately extended so much grace to me. Like, you have to relax. You're human. It happens to everyone. She said, I didn't want to say anything to you at the time, but I didn't agree with what you did. She was like, but that wasn't my place to beat you up in that moment where you already were feeling kind of trepidatious about what just happened. And she said, so where do you want to go from here? What are your next steps? And so I shared with her what I was thinking and worked with her to create a roadmap of what was next for me. But the grace that she gave me in that moment was probably what made me feel so good about choosing her as a coach is that she didn't tell me, girl, you just threw away the X thousands amount of dollars and work that we did over the last six months in this one interaction. Like I taught you better than it. She could have easily done that to me, but she didn't. And she just gave me the grace, allowed me to sit in myself. And she knew that there was going to be a reflection point for me and that I would come back to her saying the things that I said. And so she just waited. And so that is what you get with Linda. Mm. You get that high level of emotional intelligence from Linda. You get that empathy from Linda. And I, we all need it. I think, you know, especially as black women, we all need someone to physically, well, to verbally tell us you need to give yourself some grace because I feel like I just never give myself grace at all for anything. And that's just the one thing that I'm starting to learn. It's like, while I extend grace to other people, I need to extend it to myself as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. We don't, right? I mean, as black and brown women, because we, usually it comes from either our upbringing or, or our situations from professionally. I know for me, it was upbringing education emperor. So it was throughout my entire life 
where I, you know, just didn't have time for the grace. I mean, it just wasn't something that either was allowed or didn't have time for. Um, and then I had to find out the hard way and that it's necessary. And it's part mm-hmm. of totally allowing myself. And that's why you now, Cece, show up authentically yourself strongly as well, because you take time to do that for yourself. It's so extremely important. Perfectionism is not our friend. I mean, we're, this is a journey. I mean, you know, you and I are still, we're, we're engaged working uh, monthly on executive presence now, because girl, you in this new role, which I again <laughs> applaud uh, because you. you've done the work to get there. But it's still a journey, right? I mean, and so, you know, we've never fully arrived. We just get better and continuously improve and continuously walk authentically, purposefully, powerfully in ourselves. And that's really what you have done as a client. It's been an honor to work with UCC. It's an honor to work with all of my wonderful black and brown women uh, that I have had in my, um, been honored to serve. And I just thank you so much for taking time out. You're still at work. It's getting dark. And I take I appreciate you so much for taking time out of your day, time out of your evening to share your experience with me. You know, look, those of you that are watching this live, I, I appreciate you. Monifa, Nikki, I've seen your m- messages and chat. Thank you so much for your constant support. But if you're catching this on the replay or even if it's live and you want to talk to me, you know, send me a DM and IG. You can send me a message in LinkedIn, Facebook, email me, reach out. Right. And I'd love to talk to you in more detail. And I'm sure Stacey would not mind if you want to talk to her, you know, one on one and get even more information of what it's like to work with me. Um, That's always available. Yeah. And Monifa said, thank you for sharing, Cece. She's joining us on LinkedIn. So she's available and we can make that connection if need be. Again, Cece, thank you so much. It was an honor. You have a great rest of your evening. (laughs) You know, I always tell you, you have been invaluable to me. And so, you know, I'm grateful to not only call you like my executive leadership coach, but I consider you to be a friend now. So it's my honor to help propel you and and help propel other women that are considering working with you, just do it. Mm, Thank you so much, Nancy. Okay, everyone, until next time, take care of yourselves. If you found this podcast empowering and are ready to master the skill that can take you anywhere, get my free guide, Workplace Confidence, in the resources section of this episode. 